0: You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to another episode of Doctrine and Duty, podcast ministry of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church, and I'm so thankful that you are a part of uh, this ministry by joining in and listening. I'm excited about the uh, subject matter for today. Uh, we've been working our way through the abstractor principles over the last several weeks, and today we're going to be looking at the doctrine of providence. It's, um, it's one of, I, I guess it's probably one of my favorite doctrines. I mean, it really is. I, I'm someone who needs uh, clarity, purpose, direction, And uh, providence kind of lines all of that up. Um, It's one of those things that, kind of like the word Trinity, you're not necessarily going to find a lot of verses that actually have the word providence in it. Um, But the theological concept is found throughout Scripture, throughout the Word of God. And let let me just share with you, I think, the clearest New Testament uh, verse on providence and that is Romans uh eight twenty-eight. It says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Another translation says, And we know that all things work together for good, that God works all things together for good to those who are called, to those who are called according to His purpose. In thinking about providence, I, I thought about, you know, Instead of doing a podcast on Providence, I should just ask everyone to listen to my sermon series in the book of Job. Uh, but instead of a, a 10 to 12 minute podcast, you'd be listening to a year and a half worth of sermons. So I feel like that's maybe not that that fair to you. Um and and also we're we're only uh through chapters uh seven, through the first seven chapters of the book of Job, uh six or seven as of right now. So Looking at the abstract of principles, uh, I love how it connects the sovereignty of God and the free will of man beautifully and perfectly. Listen to this statement. God from eternity decrees or permits all things that come to pass and perpetually upholds, directs, and governs all creatures and all events, yet so as not in any wise to be the author of, approver of sin nor to destroy the free will and responsibility of intelligent creatures now when it comes to the so- sovereignty of God and the free will of man that is another one of those uh, subject matters that is uh, up for debate uh, much like the Holy Trinity you're not going to necessarily be 100% clear on uh, your position just because there isn't full clarity in the Word of God as to how, The sovereignty of god and the free will of man somehow some way jive and work together but they do Uh, so we have to understand as faithful followers of christ that that problem does not rest upon god or his word it rests upon our finite minds in understanding these things so providence god from eternity decrees or permits all things that come to pass and perpetually upholds, directs, and governs all creatures and all events, yet so as not in any wise to be the author or approver of sin, nor to destroy the free will and responsibility of intelligent creatures. I love how it takes us back to uh, not the beginning of time, but prior to the beginning of time. Uh, God from eternity, reminding us that God is eternal. There is... Never a time when he was not, the early church father Tertullian said uh, nearly 2,000 years ago. There is never a time when he was not. God has always been. He is, and he always will be. So, God from eternity decrees or permits all things that come to pass. God is both the author and the allower of things. He decrees or permits, he causes or he allows all things that come to pass, and he perpetually upholds. He's got the whole world in His hand, the song that the children sing. He perpetually upholds or sustains. He is the sustainer, the upholder of all things. He he directs and governs all creatures and all events uh, in such a way that he is His sovereignty is not diminished and the free will of man is not elevated. It says that here, it says, Yet so as not in any wise to be the author or approver of sin, So that's the part where he allows things nor to destroy the free will and responsibility of intelligent creatures. The problem comes many times is that we don't act like intelligent creatures. And when we do, we somehow want to blame God for those things. But we, as the people of God, must blame ourselves. We sin not because of God. We sin because we are sinful. Um, and, And by the way, we'll get to that doctrine later on in our study, the doctrine of sin. But there is a a priority in that statement, and that is we sin because we are sinners. Our nature is that of a sinner, and that is why we sin. We don't somehow sin, and that somehow makes us a sinner whenever we turn five or six years old, or ever how old we are whenever we consciously sin. So it is our nature. So getting back God from eternity decrees or permits all things that come to pass, uh, perpetually upholds, directs, and governs all creatures and all events, yet so is not in any wise to be the author or approver of sin, nor to destroy the free will and responsibility of intelligent creatures. Some will hear that, some will read that, it'll be like, whew, right over the head. Others will read that and be like, oh, this is just terrible, no, no, this is nonsense. And then others, such as myself, will, will read this and think, ah, finally, finally, a, a statement has come out, only to find out that the statement came out 150 years ago or more. And so uh, I'm excited about this statement um, because it provides clarity. It covers all the bases or the basics. It covers everything that we need to know and how God's sovereignty works along with the free will of man, as much as we can understand this side of glory. Now, how that translates into deity is interesting because some will look at that and say, okay, that's just a general statement. It's good theology, whatever, but that doesn't, have anything to do with how I live my life. Well, actually it does. When you see God as sovereign and when you see God working through utilizing providence or providence flowing from God in His directing the affairs of men, this is huge. This means that you and I aren't just these random creatures that came from primordial ooze. There was a big bang and Shazam, here we are, but this means that there is a God who created us with purpose, and our purpose is the the aim and the goal and the glory of Almighty God, the purpose of God to live for His glory. This is huge. This means we're not random, we're not accidents, we're not uh uh-ohs, we're not consequences, we're not consequential, we're not accidental. No, we're not coincidences. We are a a people who were created for the purpose of God's glory, and we get to receive direction from Almighty God. Do you know how exciting that is? There are so many people out there who want to direct you. There are so many things and people out there who will direct your heart and your mind and your actions if you so desire and if you let them. And yet what's cool is that the sovereign God of the universe wants to direct you through providence. What a glorious opportunity we have. And so, as far as duty goes, oh my gracious! There's trust, there's faith, there's hope, there's peace, there's purpose, there's direction, there's obedience. There are so many duties, uh, so many things that we get to live out as a result of the doctrine of providence. One thing that I like to say is that God's got this. God's got you. It's going to be all good. Now, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be like you want, like it, or things are going to be easy. Not at all. But it means that God has the whole world. In the palm of his hand, so to speak. God is in charge. God rules and he reigns, and it's all going to be okay, one way or the other, as long as we trust in Christ. And that is the key, beloved. In whom are you trusting? Have you placed your trust in this world system? Have you placed your trust in this world's financial system? Have you placed your trust in our government? Have you placed our trust in a person or a thing or a place? I would submit to you that the only person worthy of our trust is the Lord God Himself. Place your trust in Him and in Him alone. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will never let you down. He will always be there for you, and we praise Him for that. So uh, listen, I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Doctrine and Duty. Join us uh, the next time as we're going to be covering a very, very interesting topic called the Doctrine of Election. It has nothing to do with what takes place in November in the United States of America. All right, listen, I love you. You take care. Let's pray. Father, we rejoice in you. Thank you for your Doctrine of Providence and that you do have everything. Lord, help us to trust you, to trust that you've got it all, Lord. And we don't have to worry or fear. We just have to submit to you, be saved, and submit our lives to you for your glory. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay. Hey, stay faithful. Take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And find us online at abch.org.